hunters and welcome to the hunters hub uh we have a uh well at least for me <laughs> i'm super excited about this uh i know morgan's freaking out uh we're going to cover a lot about uh blizzcon actually uh, we are recording um the evening after the opening day event um and just talking about some of the stuff we saw uh, i don't think any of us here have blizzard pass so we're all kind of catching up after the fact especially with the panels um but I think most of this is going to be centered on Diablo 4. Um, I talk about Diablo and ARPGs, how much I love them all the time. So I'm super excited to talk about this stuff. Um, but uh, before we get into that, this is Fortuan. And uh, joining me today is co-host Haru. How you doing? Uh, deathly. Deathly ill. <laughs> oh, no. It fits, it fits the theme. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, and then uh, co-host Morg Daddy. Hello, everyone. Oh, doing excellent. Had an amazing birthday. Halloween was super awesome, and yeah, doing really. Oh, dude, good. Halloween was was abysmal. We uh, we went out with some friends to see if we could just you know sort of pal around on the town, meet, try to meet some people and that kind of stuff. And it was dead. No one was out. It was like nothing happening. Oh, so we just wow. went home and played Monster Hunter. Turns <laughs> out, oh my god! Turns out All Hallows Eve is a bit of a bit of an outdated holiday <laughs> not, not oh, the yeah. most popular it's true it's it's a traditional holiday it's a wonderful time you know i get sick on birthday cake and candy at the same time i get presents and costume and like that's that's like double whammy for me right there i mean like it's just perfect it's favorite yeah. combination of <laughs> holidays right there where i live just and and all my relatives of it's all it's a, no trick-or-treaters never Double whammy diabetes. It's just, mm, yes, lovely. Well, the weird thing is, and I've seen a couple memes about this uh, online, and I guess a lot of people did, or a lot of towns did this. They delayed trick or treat till Saturday. Oh, wow. Here. So it's like November 2nd is Halloween. It's like, what? <gasps> what? <gasps> They're geniuses. <laughs> I understand what the plot is. You want to know why? It's because November the 1st. Clearance sales are out, so all candy is half price, fifty percent off. Oh, dude, that is no, so smart. No lie, no lie. My brother says it's the best holiday of the year. It is. It's called Discount Candy Day. <laughs> November the first is when Halloween he, really starts. Yeah, he he buys a lot of candy on that day, which is today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did. Uh, as far as I know, I wasn't with them when that happened. Um, all right, so um, we'll just, uh, like I said, we're going to talk about BlizzCon. Um, we're going to touch on a few things, but probably mostly focus on Diablo 4. Uh, we're going to talk about the Monster Hunter 15th anniversary. Uh, there was a neat little size comparison video to sort of celebrate every monster that came out. Uh, and then uh, a little bit about what we've been playing. So... Um, First things first, um, BlizzCon, yay! I was super excited about this. Haru, I know you're a little cool on Blizzard. Uh, you don't play a lot of their games other than Hearthstone a bit, right? I used to. I played World of Warcraft for years, um, okay. and then I realized and... it was a blood-sucking, uh, terrible game. So then I stopped playing that. <laughs> okay. Like li- literally, yeah. this is funny. Uh, when I was a kid, I started playing World of Warcraft. And I thought it was a good game because, literally, there were so many different items. Like, the tr- the trash mob drops from, like, uh, 
like like spider eye or that. I was like, wow, it must have so cool. It has so many different things in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get where, and then you realize that every spider in, across the world has spider eye. It's like it's regardless of level. <laughs> yeah. It's more fulfilling to play a bunch of different games than just yeah. one MMO. Yeah. And I yeah, and I get that. Like we um I also I I put this out on Twitter. Figured out we're the number two Monster Hunter podcast according to Player FM, which is a podcasting service and um that, you know, hosts a lot of podcasts and that kind of stuff. And we we appear on there also, uh, because the RSS feeds. So that was cool. Uh, we're behind the carve, which yay for them. Um, <laughs> but that's to be expected <laughs> with their entirely super large, uh, you know, listener base from uh, Super Effective because of the same guys. Um, so, uh, Morg, uh, I know that you mentioned you were a Diablo 2 player in the day, but I don't know oh. much else about your Blizzard experience. Well, um, I first got introduced into Blizzard games when... Um... Uh, a friend of mine uh, introduced me to the first StarCraft game, and then from okay. there, I, I was, uh, well, because we didn't really have uh, much internet over at my house, um, I didn't really get a chance to get into the WoW experience, and it's probably for the better. Um, but yeah, um, I remember being a huge fanboy of StarCraft, and I would even go into, like, the campaign editor, and, like, I would make my own maps and, like, take the RTS game and turn it into an RPG where you would just use like the one character or whatever and then like fight guys or whatever and then I'd have to get into like this complex point based system using a whole bunch of like complex mechanics and triggers and stuff like that using like mm -hmm. the in-game um, AI and stuff like that that they would give you like to you know trigger certain effects based off of like what you do and that was really fun for me and then i got into starcraft 2 i played a little bit of hearthstone i did not play much of overwatch because well it, that stupid tiktok meme i hate it i want to be wednesday i hate it uh, but yeah that killed uh, all overwatch for me I, um i don't i didn't even know what you're talking about and i played a lot of overwatch i really yeah. don't know what you're talking about <laughs> Nerf yeah. Bastion! Oh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. It, it's an old meme. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Thank God thank God, it's dead. Um, yeah. Um, you just brought it back. Yeah. Your worst nightmare. Yes, I did. I know. I resurrected it. I'm, I'm, I'm the dreaded <laughs> meme necromancer. Necro... Necro-memester! <laughs> I, like, I like that word. <laughs> they bring him back to life. But yeah, um, I was gonna say you totally Beetlejuiced it back. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, um, I, I've kind of um, kept like some eye on Blizzard games. Like um, uh, StarCraft Two has been going on since what is it, two thousand ten? I think it, it was one of those. I guess it's kind of normal to say that Blizzard kind of likes to drag out their video games. Like they'll say that they're working on it, and then they'll have like they'll be like, "It's going to be released real soon," and then you're kind of waiting for years and years on end. But um, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, except for WoW, I mean, <laughs> well, they keep putting out updates for that game, and like uh, the bosses seem like they're really cool until somebody come, like everybody comes in with their high level characters, like a band of just elite 
destroyers just coming in and just wail on the monster, and then it's like, oh, well, that was it. You know, oh, okay, that was Arthas the Lich King. Okay, oh, oh, that was Cataclysm mm-hmm. the Dragon. Okay, well, yeah, that was a fun uh, two-hour experience that you know we had. But um, yeah, after um, waiting like a year and a half to fight the final boss of the final patch <laughs> of the expansion. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, was that Burning Crusade where that happened? That's literally uh, every single expansion. They never give you any closure when you actually buy the expansion. You have to play it for like a year and a half. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My my experience with Blizzard, like it's it's been one of patience, but usually they deliver on a lot of really good games. Like I don't think that there's a game where they've really let me down with um mm-hmm. any of their any of their products. I mean, it's not like. Um, some of these other modern um, companies, well, e- even EA has is has been guilty like over the decades for like putting stuff out there, like meeting a deadline but not making a decent game. But um, Bethesda kind of also made a few slip ups too with some of their games as well. Um, <coughs> Seventy six, oh, yeah. but yeah, um, no. Um, oh, did you guys? <laughs> you hear the newest stuff? Oh, I don't know if I should. <laughs> should I ask? Should I ask? So, okay, do you guys know about the subscription service, right? Oh, no. Bethesda's no, doing that? No, you don't? Oh, oh my Haru, God. tell me, you know about this, right? Yeah, it's like for private servers. Yeah, so they, they you can pay $100 a year for a private server. Ew. And, like, uh, so, like, these private servers are, like, you know, obviously they're not part of the bigger servers. Um, you can invite people, but there was like all sorts of problems with it. Like uh, one of the things they found out is that you like it, it's a private server, right? But if anyone is on your friends list, they could just join. Oh um, <laughs> no! It's like like if anyone was your friend, it's like yep, yeah, you can you can totally come in and you can't stop them. Oh, instead of like being like what a private server is, and it was like it was like glitched out on oh. that kind of stuff too. And it was, oh, Bethesda, they should have just stuck with their like, offline games. I mean, like what was ever wrong with Skyrim? Couldn't they just put out another like? Elder Scrolls offline RPG open world like those well I mean it, right? they announced that last year even yeah Elder Scrolls 6 yeah and they said uh, don't don't wait up on it because <laughs> it's like four years out <laughs> but uh you know nothing has ever gone wrong in a Blizzard game so you know there's no yeah. bugs in WoW or oh, anything no. uh or you know terrible like zero content droughts for years or up to a year of a game you're paying for monthly, so, you know, it's kind of exacerbates the amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, no, yeah. Because <laughs> you can't play WoW without a subscription, or you just you can't play 76 without one. So. Yeah. True. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, for a lot of the... For most of the Blizzard games, most of them, they're pretty good for, you know, producing quality content. I mean, at the expense of it taking a lot of time. But, I mean, I would rather play a really decent game and get my money's worth out of it rather than pay 80 to $120 on a piece of shit, you know? Well, like, then you, you know, clearly haven't played Hearthstone. I mean, like, I've played a little bit of it, but I mean, like, like, on every a mobile app. For $50, and they're all a little bit underwhelming, usually. 
I mean, like, I, yeah, I played it the one time, and then I kind of deleted it because it was taking up too much space on my phone, but um, I don't know. I mean, like, for most, of, for most of what I can say about Blizzard is, yeah, like, at the expense of, you know, it taking a lot of time for them to develop a, a decent game, at least it's a decent game. That's what I can at yeah. least say. That's not true if you've ever played World of Warcraft. I will never play World of Warcraft. It's you cannot a make game it. from 2005, and the combat was never good. You can super glue yeah. my my hand to a mouse and a keyboard and like tie me to the chair, and I still will not play it. You could starve me out, and you know what? I'll I'll just die a skeleton. You know, I, I don't care. I'm I'm not going to be a wild so, player. So quality in the other games is what in <laughs> everything else, Blizzard. It's yeah. quality. It's mint. Yeah. Um. So uh, just. I've played a lot of different Blizzard games. Um, I would say my first one started with the Lost Vikings when they were Interplay, um, unknowingly, um, playing their stuff, which is why I really love when they stick Lost Vikings in anything they do, because I really <laughs> like that game. Um, uh, like So I, I started out on those older games. Uh, I never really got into the Warcraft or Starcraft. I'm terrible at uh, those RTS games. Uh, my brother is like amazing at them we would play verses and he would just wipe the floor with me and i'm like why am i even like why am i even trying like <laughs> i suck so bad um so like i i never really got into a lot of stuff i played wow off and on for a couple of years i played it a little bit last year not really big but my huge forte is diablo and it's what got me into arguably my favorite genre of games which is the arpgs um like, Monster Hunter will always be my number one series, but Diablo 2 is a close second. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's definitely worthy of that position, for sure. Diablo 2, I love that game so much. Well, I meant to say Diablo also. Like, um, <laughs> Diablo 2 specifically is good. I love it love it a lot, but I like all three of the Diablos for different reasons. Mm -hmm. um, Diablo 1 sets the tone... Um, uh, if anyone here is, is listening and heard, the side quest episode that's out right now is actually Diablo 1. Uh, Leo Reiser and I played the Hell 2 mod uh, and talk about Diablo 1 and that kind of stuff. Um, I regularly play Diablo 1. Uh, like, once a year I play through it. Uh, I love that game. Uh, janky as hell, uh, if you haven't played it before, though. Be prepared for walking slow and hit stun and all this kind of crazy stuff. Um Love Diablo 2, played it a ton. Uh, I'm thinking about asking my brother when, you know, we're take, finally going to take some downtime on Monster Hunter. Which I don't see that happening anytime soon. We just started crown hunting quite a bit. Uh, and then Pokemon comes out in two weeks from today. So, like, I don't know when I can... I, I'm sure I'll have time between sometime now and Diablo 4 to play Diablo 2 again. And then I played uh, Diablo 3 off and on. Still played off and on since it came out in 2012. Uh easily put over 5,000 hours into that game. Not even kidding. Like, <laughs> love that game. Um, but for different reasons, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm very heavily invested in Diablo lore and that kind of stuff, and that's why uh, I'm, like, very deep dive into Diablo today if we can. Um, but yeah, so that's sort of like our history on um, Blizz Blizz Blizzard of games and that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, just one more... Uh, thing. Thanks to Wolfie Mullen for the intro music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Wolfie. <laughs> we love you. I got so wrapped up. Yeah, she's got a new thing out. I didn't. It's the uh, Celiana theme, I think. Uh, so check that out. 
Ooh. Uh, I haven't listened to it yet, but I think that came out today. So, yeah. Um, so, I want to lead up with sort of a continuation of a story we talked about a couple weeks ago with the Blizzard really just shooting some themselves in the foot over uh, Hearthstone Tournament uh, and Blizzchung. Blitzchung, sorry. Um, and that whole ordeal, they actually opened up uh, with an apology. Um, a second apology. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, at BlizzCon. Um, there was indeed protests, but they really didn't hinder anything of what was going on when the actual show started. Uh, they were just all outside and gated off, and nothing happened inside of the building, to my understanding. So, um, but... We talked about it before. They really royally screwed up. Um, they went too hard on it. Um, since then, they have backpedaled a bit. Um, they have unfired the casters and suspended them instead for six months. Um, they reduced Blitzchung's suspension to six months from a year. And they gave him his winnings back. Um, and said, hey, we acted too fast. And basically, they kind of repeated that message in the apology today. We acted too fast. We're sorry. We didn't hold up our values and that kind of stuff. And I think that Which, you know, um, what are those values? That was never clear. Uh, the ones that people covered up on their orc statue in front of their offices, <laughs> I think, is the ones they're specific. No, yeah, but they said about. like uh, their values are like our employees or whatever community can express themselves however they want, but they're still, mm -hmm. you know, punishing these people for six months. For, and firing them for six months for expressing themselves, or just being there, just existing in a physical space that a camera is pointed at. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's still not good. Um, it doesn't really excuse what happened. Uh, just because they apologized doesn't fix anything. They did backpedal and try to fix it. Um, I think it's uh, they're more worried about publicly damaging their image uh, more than politics at this point um and it's just it's bad all around um i don't really i didn't want to let that get in the way of like for me personally because I, I there was a lot of leaks that diablo 4 was going to get revealed and that kind of stuff so it sucks that this happened and they did this um but i think i really hope they have uh learned from this and will let people just talk and say what they want, you know, to a degree, I guess. Like, a very large degree. <laughs> well, they won't, though, um, right? Because they apologized at their, on their stage, but they didn't actually do anything. Because they're still taking these actions. I mean, aside from reducing the sentences, yes. Well, no, but not at BlizzCon. Like, that was a couple do. weeks ago. No, and they wouldn't do anything at BlizzCon, I wouldn't think. Uh, that would be extremely surprising. They don't want to focus on that, but they did want to address well, yeah, it. Yeah, but they still brought it. Which I think was a good move, that they even didn't just sweep it under the rug and annoy it, uh, ignore it. They just, they, they, you know, they said something up front, but I think that's the most they were going to do ever. And I don't think it's, there's much else they could do aside from completely reverse it, which wouldn't happen at BlizzCon anyways. And I think at this point it would happen between you know, Blizzard and talks with Blitzchung and uh, the two casters who were involved. Um, well, you know, those people are non-Westerners, so, you know, they're, expe they're expendable. It doesn't really matter. White people will forget about it in a couple months. Ow! I think it's a little, I think That's it's a little profiling. 
<laughs> well, it is on their part. That's probably the bet they're making that these people they're not in a Western country. They're not going to be. Uh, it's not going to matter in a couple of months. It's not going to affect the sales okay. of Diablo Four whenever the hell that comes out. Yeah, I I don't I don't think it would have. I don't think it would have. They did nothing and they left it as severe. That's the sad point. <laughs> I don't think it would. I don't think it would have affected those sales in Hong Kong. <laughs> Or, or anything, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how to fix those kind of situations. I don't know how to handle it, but at least they said something. Yeah, well, I don't want to say too much about like you know what goes on, like between Hong Kong and China right now. Like, there's obviously a lot of turmoil and conflict. Oh, yeah, it's and I mean, terrible. like, if it's if it's anything like what happened to, what was it? Was it Tibet? I think it was Tibet. That um, mm-hmm. like. I'm I'm not going to say anything because uh, uh, I I do care about my life and China. Please don't listen in on what I have to say. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like you know, know they, they have, have a to worry. they have a great deal of influence, <laughs> and uh, all I'm going to say is that uh, they do listen, and um, uh, it's a pretty powerful nation. So I mean, like when it comes to political situations like that, you kind of have to be very careful about what goes on. Um, like every, everything can get affected by that kind of stuff like even in the world of video games if if there's some sort of like a political controversy that gets into the mix you know shit hits the fan and you know a lot of people get hurt in the mix where it really shouldn't and yeah and yeah, yeah and i think that's the big point is it shouldn't be like this mm-hmm. but it is yeah um, okay. And it's not like um, Blizzard so, got a letter from China or anything. They're just doing this because they feel the the afraid. influence yeah. of this uh, of China and their sort of expansionist they policies. They didn't want to lose money because uh, they make a lot of money off of WoW. They didn't even want to risk it. Just you know, mm-hmm. yeah. wanted to be so careful. All their CEOs yeah. get black bagged and then shipped over to China to get shot in the back of some guy's garage and be like, "Oh my God!" Well, this isn't exactly that. Like they're not like the Uyghurs in uh, no, from China no. that are like oppressed. No. no. Um, well, I mean, there's like brutality in the protests, but with the police, but that's kind of in weirdly within Hong Kong. Anyway, the point is, yeah. it is sort of like what you said, uh, Fortran, that they are just shooting themselves in the in the foot of their own volition. <laughs> Like, no one yeah. came to them and said, shut this man down. <laughs> they yeah, just chose no, to do it just spontaneously. Yeah, and because they care about the bottom line. <laughs> it's unfortunate. No matter how much they say they don't, they do. Um, so, yeah. Uh, they. Uh, so, we're going to touch just lightly on um, two of the games that were talked about. Um, the first one being Overwatch 2. Uh, I played a lot of Overwatch a little bit after it came out. I played uh, uh, quite a bit in Season 1 and 2 of the Competitive League. Um, not as a competitor, but I was grinding to try to get my way up there. Um, I actually had a team put together uh, with some friends online. Uh, they were all much younger than me at the time, so but I still keep in contact with them. Uh, um very like I like the game a lot. I like a lot of the characters. I think Farah is still my favorite. Um, but all we got was really a trailer that basically says, "Hey, where's here's the next game." Um, it was interesting because it was more about Overwatch uh, responding to sort of like an event versus robots. 
Um, and rumors have said this is going to be a uh, have a more PVE aspect. I don't know if that actually happened. Um, so if listeners are interested in Overwatch, uh, they probably know more about what we know about this. But it was a cool trailer. Um, very uh, very long for a trailer. I think it was like over ten minutes. Um, uh, and had you know, the you know the sort of like staple characters of of Overwatch aside from Soldier seventy six, but I don't I don't know what the timeline's doing. But they had like Genji, you know, Winston, Tracer, and May, uh, you know, the biggest ones. And Reinhardt, I love Reinhardt, <laughs> and uh, his daughter, I think, uh, which was cool. Um, but yeah, like it's it's a cool trailer. Um, if you're interested in Overwatch, it's probably going to be a good game. I liked Overwatch one. But it's like I, I don't really have much else to say on it. Did you guys see this trailer? No, but um, you did bring up the interesting uh, topic of it being a PVE. Is so is it going to have? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be basically Overwatch, but in the style of it kind of being like Borderlands or like Warframe or like? I have no idea that, and that's just a rumor. I watched so like I didn't. I had to catch up on stuff because I don't have a Blizzard pass. So like I had to, I basically watched the trailers what was a v- unveiled and the rumors are saying that it's PVE. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's already been revealed what it is. I would almost guarantee and there's a whole panel about it. I just didn't watch it. It's a first person shooter probably. I'm going to guess. Yeah, yeah, it's it's first person shooter. <laughs> Maybe there's characters that you have to play as. So. And there's characters, yeah. Yeah. There's I a just, full I roster. I I thought it was a cool trailer. Uh, next is the new WoW expansion, Shadowlands. I know nothing about it other than the trailer, uh, which is Sylvanas going up to Arthas in the Frozen Throne, kicking all of their asses, taking off his helmet, and splitting it in half. Um, which, you know, that's really reductive of what's going on. Um, but I think it's interesting because uh, they kind of set it up to to think, and even Arthas, uh, the, the you know the Lich King, uh, tells Sylvanas like, "Well, it's it's, it's Bolvar yeah, Four Dragon is the person who there must always be a Lich King. He put on the crown, and after he was burned by the oh, Red Dragons, okay. that's why his skin's all craggly. Arthas was killed oh, okay, so in yeah, uh, you... expansion. Okay, yeah. See, I didn't know that." <laughs> Because I didn't play as heavily, but um, so the Lich King, yeah, and that, that does make sense why he was red. Okay, um, the li- yeah the Lich King is like, hey, that's a prison too, and she just breaks it. She just like whoop, pulls it in half, and then suddenly the Shadow Realm is opened up or something, and it's like, whoa, okay. Yeah, so like uh, the sky so- like breaks upward as if it as if it were like mirrored. Um... We're in we're in inception all of a sudden. Yeah, as if it were glass, and then there's like an upside down land in the sky that's like the afterlife, the shadowlands, which I'm yeah. pretty sure there's shadow priests and stuff, but I'm pretty sure there's never been any mm-hmm. sort of like this is the the this is a <laughs> a uh, forgotten realms uh, dimension. It's the Shadowfell, right? <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, just kind of yeah. it just kind of happened, and I don't remember. I mean, there were shadow things, but I don't think even in Wrath of the Lich King, the modern version, the Lich King had anything to do with a different dimension. It was all just right. in Northern, and with the magic of like 
the one orc warlock and the scourge, which is really from the Burning Legion. Cool yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think there was any <laughs> reference to that other than the fact that he's like, I like cold and I am the original White Walker. Ugh. And uh, yeah. what, what White Walker? What was that that's, guy's that's name? JJR Martin or something like that? He's like, yeah, suck George R.R. R. Martin. Yeah. George R.R. R. Martin. See, like I don't I don't even care about games. JJ Abrams so Martin. JJ <laughs> yeah, Abrams Martin. JJ Abrams George R. R. Martin <laughs> the third. JK Martin Rowling. J.K. Martin Rowling. Oh, God. Harry Potter, Game of Thrones crossover. Do it. <laughs> so, like, it's a pretty cinematic, right? But this is a oh, 2005 yeah. game. And even when it does look like that, like, they showed this they had the cool shot of, like, a boss character dropping in fluidly into the battlefield. And then he kind of stood there for a sec, mm -hmm. and, like, uh, and he's, like, blankly staring forward. And the timer ticked over, and he's like, attack enemy. <laughs> like, yeah. Well... I this guess we're back to works. auto attack it's crap all... <laughs> with this. Yeah, it's just a bunch of timers. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, they're going to keep making money on it, so they're going to keep pumping money into it. So, like, what's the point of all these expensive is. cinematic trailers if your actual games look like shit? <laughs> like, World of Warcraft looks so bad. Overwatch, like some anime that's 3D and looks worse than actual just 2D animation. I think Overwatch looked pretty decent. I don't know about the Switch version, but um, when I played it on PS4, it looked pretty good. Yeah, but it's it's simple. It's like there's not much detail to it. It's just that yeah. sort of plasticky style. Like I, it just seems backwards that they're spending this much money on their commercials and not their games. Damn it, Haru! Oh. You've completely undermined my five-minute impassioned speech about Blizzard's quality. Oh, <laughs> curse you! No, the, their cinematic department has always been stellar. Uh, I will say, as much as people don't like Diablo 3, my favorite cutscene in any game ever, ever, is the end of Act 1 of Diablo 3. That cutscene, just the. And it's not just the aesthetics of it, it's the lines, the delivery, everything. Uh, my brother and I reference it all the time when Imperius fights Tyrael. And he's like, Tyrael's like, fuck this, guys. I'm out. And he pulls off his wings. And then uh, <laughs> Imperius is like, sacrilege. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just like, yes. Oh, it's just the speech that Tyrael gives. It's just like, if your honor binds you all to an action, then I am no longer your brother. And he's like, what are you doing? And he, oh, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. Sorry. Anyways, yeah. I just love Well, it. I mean, if, I, I, like, well, you're, you're bringing up a good point. The, uh, if you animate cutscenes to make them look all glossy for important moments in your game, uh, I mean, that does contribute to the story and the production value there. Sort of yeah. like Fire Emblem does it. Um, yeah. But I, I think specifically with Overwatch, there is no story, or there wasn't one for... So, like, when they would release uh, these there's cinematic... A lot, there's a lot behind the scenes. There's a lot. Well, sure, if you go on the YouTube channel, but the actual in. game is just a PvP thing. There's no, like, story gameplay to it in the first one. Uh, it, yeah, there's hints to it in the lines that people say to each other at times. You know, the sort of, like, automatic, you can get them to happen once in a while lines. Um, oh, so it's like Titanfall, where there's a story in the multiplayer matches? Yeah. Like that? <laughs> Somewhat. 
somewhat no there's not like an actual like they even say like hey the multiplayer matches don't mean shit they're just you know for you to play but the character lines are references to their history and that kind of stuff sure but like Uh, i'm just saying like that's not the cinematics aren't really rendering onto the game whereas i I like it sort of what you're saying with diablo and and i think recent world of warcraft expansions have done that to add to their big moments and, and the the way they get around that with Diablo really well is that, you know, and we'll talk about this very soon, um, with the reveal trailers and the cinematic trailers, that kind of stuff, nine out of ten times that ends up being the opening cinematic as to what's going on right now. And sometimes they add a little bit more. They did that with uh, Reaper of Souls. Um, did you guys play the Diablo 3 expansion, Reaper of Souls? Yes, I did. And uh, I hate to segue you like this, uh, Fortuan, but the, the minute that you just uh, mentioned that scene where Tyrael just kind of rips his own wings off, I, I, I can't mm-hmm. help but just have this picture of like a bunch of Warhammer soldiers just busting out from heaven, just going, heresy, heresy, heresy. <laughs> no, it's it's a powerful moment. And, um, yeah, gosh, I, I, I can't... Uh, I can't like just watch it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people hate the story in that game, but there's such good moments and there's such bad moments too. Um, but yeah, it, we'll, we'll probably talk about it one day and more in depth, you know, maybe long time down the line when <laughs> Diablo four comes out, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, so, uh, uh, so last thing uh, in, in the BlizzCon stuff I like to talk about, and the biggest thing for me is Diablo 4. And Diablo 4 was rumored to come out. We talked about it a little bit on here, I think, last week. Uh, maybe not. Um, I've been talking about it all week. Um, the The fact that Diablo 4 is coming out is great. Uh, I just love the series. Like I said, I just I fall in love with I fell in love with the series when I was eight and I was reading about it in PC Gamer. <laughs> like I, you know, like nonstop. I've been playing the series off and on since. Um, <clears throat> the uh, um, reveal trailer is the first sight we get to see of this game, uh, and it's like it does this weird like, oh no, what's happening? And then boom, title, and then the cutscene starts. So it's like kind of like a movie where they show you a little bit of the middle, and then like, hey, let's go back to rewind and see how we got here. <laughs> <laughs> um. But it's pretty generic. You kind of get this, like, uh, uh, it's very reminiscent of the original opening to Diablo 1, where it's like, oh, there's this dank town, and it's all dark, and there's a crow pecking out someone's eyeball. And it's like, okay, yeah, we get it. It's really, really dour and sad here right now. And you basically see this dilapidated town with, like, a busted window shade or something flapping. And then you start uh, hearing voices as you're going into this church, essentially, and, you know, everything in Diablo has to happen under a church, right? So there's a hole in the church and you sort of dive down into the earth and you basically find like what they're essentially are these grave robbers or tomb raiders or whatever. And they're running from something and they're trying to open up a door and um, like, you're like, okay, cool. Like, and you don't really know it's, I mean, you know, it's Diablo from the title, but like, um, like okay so what's this have to do with diablo okay there's some <laughs> nasty monsters chasing them uh and there's a guy that looks like he's part of the Haradrim, which he's not uh the Haradrim, for reference is like the lore keepers of the world of sanctuary basically the people are like hey this is how we keep our history alive um and the guy is out there looking for knowledge he says that and he's like i'm not a fighter or whatever 
So he figures out how to open up the door, good old Indiana Jones solve the puzzle style. Oh, you know, sacrifice of blood or whatever. Was this a gameplay or like a <laughs> This is all cinematic right now. Uh, this is like nothing gameplay wise. So like uh there's a like a grizzled guy and he's like hey just open the door there's a bunch of gold in there and they're like okay yeah we'll open it up and then um so they open up the door they run in and the one guy who's like fighting off the monster so that they could do the whatever ritual to get in which is basically slap their hands down this thing and give their blood uh which you know very dark already uh my brother said that watching he's like oh gosh this is already dark (laughs) and so they run in and there's like a chain that sort of pulled up this big stone slab that was the door and uh there's the guy out there fighting off the monsters and uh he's like hey we gotta go help him uh the uh the scrawny like uh knowledge dude and the the other guys the 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 grizzled grave robbers like nah he's already dead cut the chain the, the block drops and they're safe um so they go in the room and it's like okay there's these big pillars like what what is this and it's really dark in there and but it, the sky goes up forever and like i said it's really great beautiful cinematic and then they're like what is you know like they're kind of arguing like hey what's going on and then all of a sudden one of the dudes just disappears like like horror movie style you see him in the frame and he gets yanked away and you're like huh what what's going on there you look up and the guy is like basically stabbed onto one of the pillars bleeding out. And you're like, Oh, okay. Cue to the second guy pulls him up, stabbed onto a pillar bleeding out. And you're like, what is happening? And then the guy they had left for dead walks in and like transforms into this creepy, like black eyeliner, completely pale white, like super like a uh, crazy looking dude. And he's like, you know, he's clearly evil. <laughs> and um, he's like, you came here for knowledge. And if you want that knowledge, all you need to do is submit. So, like, the, the lore guy is like, yeah, I wanted knowledge. And sort of, like, falls with a trance or whatever. And just willingly gets picked up by magic and stuck to the pillar. It's really weird. It's really trippy. And basically, they're all a blood sacrifice to summon Lilith. And they it's sort of a long, drawn-out cinematic of, like, their blood connecting together to make this sort of, like, fleshy triangle that she sort of pierces through. Really gross-looking, but she steps down, and then really slow, but she's, like, really big, too. She's, like, a 12-foot-tall demon or something. And you're like, ugh. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, this demon lady steps down and has, like, clear skin. You can see her heart beating and that kind of stuff. These huge horns. She just sort of looks around like, I'm back or whatever. And, uh, see, like, I'm just describing this. It looks sounds like dark and dour and that kind of stuff. But this is huge for Diablo lore because Lilith is the mother of all humans. <laughs> this hideous demon is what started humankind. Uh, or specifically the Nephilim. And they talk about this a lot in Diablo 3, how Lilith and Inarius formed an alliance uh, to stop fighting between angels and demons. Just sort of like, hey, let's have our own little world of peace and love and that kind of stuff. And uh, things went wrong. Things went really wrong. I'm shocked. The flesh triangle lady (laughs) ended up killing people. Ew, she has a cape made of skin. Ew. Yeah, it is. It is she is gross. What the and 
Like, that's how we're introduced to Diablo 4, and we're like, I'm just sitting there, I was like, damn. Like, and it's, it, it's, uh, it's huge, because, like, like, Lilith coming back is a big deal. It's, uh, it's weird, you know, we're in Diablo 4, sure, it's the series name, but, like, I expected to see something about the greater evils, which is Diablo himself, Bale, and Mephisto, which, by the way, Lilith is also Mephisto's daughter, so there's also that. She's the daughter of one of the prime evils. Um, there's a little bit of a tie there. Haven't they done, but, like, uh, three of those, though? They all sort of look vaguely similar to each other. Yeah, but, like, the end of the Reaper of Souls, you know, spoilers for a, what, now five-year-old game, um, the souls of all the greater evils that were trapped into one stone get released. They're, like, they're out they're about they can they haven't explained uh that was sort of the cliffhanger that that game was left on it's like hey all throughout the games we've tried to capture these evil <laughs> like spirits they're out they're gone they're in their true forms now what happened where are they right um, yeah i and so i was actually I've, watching i think a trailer for the new darksiders game and like mm -hmm. the big bad demon guy i, I kind of look at him he's kind of like rotund and craggy and black but he had like uh you know like red glowiness to him like is that the yeah. that the guy from diablo <laughs> at the <laughs> final boss i mean yeah diablo himself is kind of like a generic like er looking demon with a bunch of horns um but lilith has her own design going on right now <laughs> she is something else um so yeah so like next i think very soon after they treat us to a gameplay reveal and the the gameplay reveal has a lot of stuff in it, um, but basically uh, it is top down isometric RPG loot, you know, kill monsters that kind of stuff. And <clears throat> they um, one of the things is <clears throat> sorry, I'm losing my voice because I'm talking so much about this. But uh, the uh, the one of the biggest things they talk about and and you know we're talking about a little bit in the the reveal trailer is this game is dark and dark as in like they got a lot of shit and i mean a lot of shit for diablo 3 having sort of like a wider color palette and at times it wasn't as dark and dour and that kind of stuff yeah sure there was dead bodies everywhere but you know if it looks like a cartoon it looks like a cartoon well i mean it kind of looks like the rest of the blizzard games and by extension sort of like nintendo games but with blood yeah um that sort of plasticky and not anime, but sort of cell shaded look that just makes everything round, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there, there definitely was a toned down as far as like, uh, aesthetic there. I didn't mind it though. I, I've always felt that was a kind of a weird argument that people had. I was like, I mean, it's still dark. Like you're still having to deal with people like dying on mass and, piles of dead bodies that you're pushing through and like it's not like we're playing all sunshine and rainbows which is why the secret level <laughs> in uh diablo 3 was the happy cow land <laughs> it's like <laughs> rainbows and sunshines you're killing sunflowers and and uh stuffed unicorns and teddy bears like they just really just you know made fun of the uh the criticism and that and i enjoyed that but um they kind of like they took the darkness scale and turned it up to twelve, and it's just like holy cow. Uh, there's like 
like even just screenshots that I've seen of like different places. It's like, hey, we're in this dungeon. Oh, by the way, there's this rotting giant sitting here for no reason. It's like, okay, doesn't mean it. it's just a set piece of someone rotting there. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like, uh, it's just like, like really dark and like um, they sh- they show off some of the biomes and uh, they talk about this in the panel later on. Um, there is five real big areas. Uh, so there's like the swamps, the desert, the foresty and hills area to be a monster hunter reference. Um, there's the Arctic lands and, um, I can't remember what the other one was, but they, they, the uh, extra depressing forest, (laughs) extra depressing forest. Yeah. I think that's Uh, everybody's uh, got a more locations. Everybody's got a mean case of chronic depression, but, um, you know, so they show off and like the desert to be, uh, to be, I think that one says the aesthetic more than anything else as far as like drastic differences between the games. So like uh, Diablo 1 didn't have a desert, right? You were in dungeons the whole time. You went from a dilapidated church down into a, a, the catacombs of that church, down into caves, down into hell. Like <laughs> it was it was pretty straightforward on the aesthetics. And, you know, they were all kind of dark. Uh, but you get to Diablo 2 and it's like, oh, man, it's this dark, you know, fields and forest and then you get into the desert and i never felt the desert looked very dark no um, no it wasn't and and a lot of people were like oh yeah you know, like even the desert was super dark and scary and i'm like i mean there was a time where it turned night and then it just looked like the beginning of aladdin to me as far as this <laughs> is like, like it was just a desert like it wasn't anything super dark i mean deserts are kind Diablo of inherently 3, sunny no well yeah 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 and it was very bright end of the day and like okay, that makes sense right it's just a desert but and you, and you get an act three and it's where these dark jungles and you get an act four and it's hell of course it looks terrible and and then you get into uh Sesheron, uh for act five which is the barbarian homeland that is like the ruined war-torn uh mount area and that kind of stuff and you're like okay so this is all dark but like the desert to me stood out it's like that's not very dark guys like i don't whatever so, like, the Act um, 2 also of Diablo 3 was a desert, and I felt that looked more dark. Like, there was a lot more blood in the sand and that kind of stuff, but still just sand. Like, it's still just bright sand. And they did, like, the the desert they showed off briefly in the couple clips. It's like, oh, yeah, that's definitely a desert. And now we just took the color and just saturated it out a bit. And it just looks that much gray and that much more depressing. And it's still a desert. And I'm like, okay. They're they're really trying to go for this like really dark deme- demeanor, um, which a lot of people are celebrating and that kind of stuff. But they were like, uh, during the panel, they're like, oh yeah, we wanted to go dark, and like people are like, uh huh, like it wasn't like cheers or anything, and they were expecting cheers when they were saying that. And they're like, uh huh. I get the feeling a lot of people were very apprehensive about this game, especially the panel. They're kind of like, oh, uh, you know, like, you fucked up Diablo 3 so bad in our eyes. Like, how how are you going to screw this one up? I don't feel like people trusted them uh, too much on this panel. Well, I mean, um, that's sort of that sort of sell that you're talking about. is basically every Blizzard thing ever, right? It's like, oh, you yeah. like the Frozen Throne? How about the Wrath of the Lich King there? Oh, you like the Wrath of the Lich King? How about the Shadowlands there? It's going to start in a Ice Crown Citadel. Um... And it's constantly, yeah. like, this, like, <laughs> this, like, cycle of regurgitated nostalgia. 
Like, they're always harkening yeah. back to something that people liked sometime in the past, like, uh, yeah. 20, 30 years. I feel they went overboard. Yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying. I feel they went a little overboard on the darkest, but you know what? It's kind of what Diablo is. It's supposed to be dark, dour, and depressing, right? Because it's a, it's a it, you know, it's there's never... You're always fighting. You're always struggling to survive against the hordes of the demons and the, sometimes the oppression of the angels and that kind of stuff. Like it's not, it's not a happy, fun time unless you're the person playing it and completely removed. <laughs> like your character is like a grizzled, hard veteran of like survival, essentially. Um, you could almost say that so like, uh, geek is nostalgia. Geek mm-hmm. is always living in the shadow of things that happened in the past that are never going to be lived up to, measured up to by the present. Well, I like that they still try to do new things, right? They're still trying to do new things in this. Uh, they're still trying to do new, new. They try to do a lot of new things in Diablo three, and of course, you know, a lot of people hate them for doing new things because what they want to do is play Diablo two again. And seems like they're that's what they're doing now. <laughs> Uh, there, there's a lot of homage to Diablo 2, a lot, uh, and, and that's a good transition into the classes. Um, so they, there are five classes and we know about three of them and all three have appeared in Diablo 2 and specifically as those names, uh, in Diablo 2. So the Barbarian returns, not surprised the Barbarian's been in since two and now it's in three and now it's in four. Uh, the Barbarian even appeared in Hellfire of Diablo 1. So, there was the Monk and the Barbarian in Diablo 1 um, that was the unofficial official expansion. Um, so, the Barbarian is a mainstay of the series. I'm not surprised that there's the Barbarian. However, uh, the Barbarian is... Um, the, the Barbarian is a new one. He's no longer the old one. Uh, that we saw in Diablo 3 that we speculated was an older version of the Diablo 2 one. They said, I can't, I don't know why they ever backpedaled on that. They should have just made the Diablo 2 Barbarian became the Diablo 3 Barbarian, considering the age. It could have done that. Um, that it's also uh, good to mention that like I don't think anyone from Diablo 3 survived into Diablo 4 because they talk about it's multiple decades past the events of Dia- uh, Reaper of Souls. Uh, which happens shortly after Diablo three base game. So wait, so isn't are these characters like are the classes like individual characters in the world? Because it's a multiplayer game. Yes, typically yes. Um, so you're just playing like different iterations of those characters. Um, so lore wise, um, and this is this is exe- this is uh, exemplified in Diablo two best, I would say, because the Diablo one characters, all of them, are important to the story. Uh, especially the 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 warrior who ends up being the vessel for Diablo in Diablo two. Um, oh yeah, and, that's right. Yeah, after he kills him, yeah, he he ends up being possessed. So there's by an him. ending. The ending cinematic of Diablo one is shoving Diablo's soulstone into your head, and there's a different one for each class. The 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 mage, the rogue, and the warrior all have like their renderation of like shoving the stone into their head and screaming. But the official canon one is the warrior doing it and becoming the Dark Wanderer. Um, that is, that you follow in Diablo 2 and eventually becomes Diablo. Um, in Diablo 2, however, the rogue and the mage 
did not come out unscathed from their traumatizing stuff in the dungeons. Um, so the the Blood Raven, which is a first real boss of Diablo 2, is the rogue turned evil. Um, and that's that's canon. She is the old rogue from Diablo 1. Um, and she has an undead army that she's, you know, amassing to try to attack the rogue encamp- encampment. Uh, and then in Act 2, in the Arcane Sanctuary, is the summoner who is the uh, Diablo 1 uh, mage. So, uh, they talk about the classes from Diablo 2... Um, I don't, a couple of them get mentioned, uh, but one for sure is that, uh, they talk about the necromancer, uh, not the, you never meet him, but you meet his students in Diablo three. You see some of his students in act two, um, as like little side quests. So there are definitely canon characters, the individual, uh, the individual classes, um, they don't have a name or a personality so much as far as what comes out in dialogue. Actually, it's something that improved in Diablo 3 is the character, the classes actually had some personality, especially the wizard, in my opinion. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, like, there's... Whatever you pick actually is a specific character that ends up being, you know, whatever your version of the character that you're playing. Um, but the Barbarian is much younger, um, and he's a... Uh, like I, I would say he's early twenties or something like that. Um, but buff as heck. And then you have the returning sorceress, uh, which is the the mage equivalent, which is also the Diablo two version of what the mage was, uh, the the mage sort of archetype. Uh, and the third one is the druid, and the druid is so like, uh, one thing I mentioned is, uh, to to Morg earlier, is that. In general, of me watching all of these reveals for BlizzCon and stuff, the crowd reactions have been sort of muted mm-hmm. in comparison to other BlizzCons. There's not as much cheering. There's cheering for sure, but there's not as much. Um, the biggest cheer I heard is when they announced the Druid, because the Druid is like a very beloved <laughs> class from Diablo 2. Go figure, right? We're talking about a lot of. Diablo 2 nostalgia here it is exemplified by the fact that when you pick them, they're around a campfire like in Diablo 2. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, um, and the druid, is, it looks amazing. He's totally different. The druid sort of looked like this derpy redhead, <laughs> clean-shaven dude from the forest. <laughs> but now he's like this big, buff, like super bearded, like... <laughs> Like, just wild man, mountain man looking dude. I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a druid. Yeah, like, he definitely, like, has, like, the physique that looks like he would be able to handle, like, the transformations between, like, a werewolf or a werebear. And the fact that he can alternate between those forms, that's yes. awesome. Yeah, so, like, that's one of the things uh, that I want to talk about the classes is, like, um, they they all have this identity of what they kind of do. Um and so like they, they they talk about a little bit about like yeah the classes always have their own skills and that kind of stuff and by the way there's returning skill trees and that kind of thing for Diablo fans it's a big thing because like they kind of lost that it was just like hey you have like skills and you get to pick a version of the skill 
and that's it. Like you didn't actually progress certain builds through leveling up. You didn't assign points. You just picked the skills you wanted to use and you were done. Um, so like those return, uh, so unique talents and that kind of stuff. Just like in World of Warcraft, right? Now you're familiar with that horrors. You're picking your talent trees or whatever to spec your character into whatever. Um, that came out of Diablo 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now they're putting it back into Diablo 4 because Diablo 3 didn't have that. Um, but basically... When you use a skill, it's interesting because um, they talk about this. The skill may require a certain weapon, but um, so that kind of puts you into build or whatever, right? So like, oh, well, my skills require me to use an axe, so I need to use axes. And this is true for many ARPGs. Path of Exile does this. Titan Quest. uh, Grim Dawn. And yes, I played all of these because I love the genre. (laughs) like all of these things do this like hey you need to use axes to be able to use this skill um they'll be like no as long as you ran it you will switch to that axe when you're using that skill and the druid exemplifies this in like the werebearer and the werewolf forms where like i'm going to use a skill that is an attack but is a werebear attack so i'm going to transform into the werebear for this attack um kind of thing uh, and you can, and they even said that this came out in the interviews, like uh, afterwards, that you can, if you choose to be just a werebear druid, you can just pick nothing but werebear skills. Um, that is just so like, sick. That, was... <laughs> that is just so sick. I love it. Yeah, and the same thing goes for like the sorceress. If you want to build a lightning sorceress, you can just choose lightning skills. Um, but you're not locked down into a build. Um, I assume that the trees will favor certain attacks and certain abilities. Uh, like they showed off the skill tree for the sorceress a bit and they chose ice down a path. I assume you're probably going to favor ice attacks, but it doesn't limit you to only using ice attacks either. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, so are there just four yeah, classes I mean, for this one? There's going to be five and they've revealed three. So, uh, we don't know what the other two are yet. They did this with the Diablo 3 reveal also. So the Necromancer is not <clears throat> in the game? Not right now. Probably will oh, be. Okay. Necromancer is a huge... Uh, I mentioned him because he was in Diablo uh, 2, and there was references to him specifically in Diablo 3, that specific Necromancer that played in Diablo 2. Um, so yeah, like all this kind of stuff... Uh, one thing they talk about is there's unique features also for classes. Um, they I don't know what they are for every class because they didn't talk about it too much, um, especially with the sorceress and the druid. Uh, but one thing they talk about with the barbarian, and I, like I told my brother, I was like, "Fuck, I'm playing a barbarian. There's no other way I'm not playing a barbarian." Because they, um, if you're familiar with ARPGs, a lot of times they have weapon loadouts, right? Like you have like. Uh, here's your set one and here's your set two and you press a hotkey to switch between so you can kind of switch what your weapons are in certain instances. Um, But I've never played a game where that's needed or even used much. Just like, hey, I'm basic better inventory space to hold two weapons if I need to and I'll switch to them and sell them or something like that. Um, There's actually four weapon slots for a barbarian and, and it's unique to him. Because he can hold four weapons, uh, and he, you know, just automatically transitions to the weapon depending on the skill he's using. Um, so, like, 
when that comes to using legendary items, the barbarian can hold four legendary weapons, which gets the buff from all of those weapons. Um, so that's insane. <laughs> Dude, you make him sound like Kentaro from Mortal Kombat. Like, this, this guy just comes up with, like, four arms. He's just, like, holding, like, a mace, an axe, a morning star, and a great sword in each hand. He's just like, Whoa! So they, they, what they do is you're holding two weapons, and they're like, no, you could use a two-handed weapon in one hand. It's just the slot. Like, it's just a weapon slot, and you don't have to use it as a one-hand or two-hand. It's just a slot. And because the Barbarian has normally had that, and in, especially in Diablo 2, it's like, yeah, I can use a two-handed sword in one hand. I'm just that buff. Like, <laughs> my God. Um, so yeah, you have four weapon slots with the barbarian. And it's the only one that has that. Um, so we got legendary items. They're talking about, there's hundreds of legendary items already. And there's you know, like, at launch, there's going to be like hundreds. And like, that's insane. Cause legendary items are sort of what drives like builds and gameplay and that kind of stuff. The better weapons with better properties and that kind of, thing. everyone loves the feeling um, of going into Diablo and delving through the tombs and beating a hard boss of like it's fearful and everything, and then going back to the town and going to the auction house and buying a legendary weapon. No auction house, but you can trade in this one. Did you they say that there was going to be no auction house? Or... Hmm. Oh, dude, they took the auction house out of Diablo uh, in 2014. Like they've uh, they've long since said like yeah, this was a terrible mistake. We're sorry. <laughs> Uh, I think um, I played Diablo three around the time Cataclysm was out, actually. Yeah, so you probably played it in the early days. Um, yeah, the auction house is gone. They mentioned nothing about the auction house uh, in Diablo four. I don't think there is an auction house. Uh, there's trading though, which would completely deny the need for an auction house. Um, I don't know what the trading system is. Um, they just said there is that. Um, Speaking about, you kind of transition to open world design. Um, so it is more MMO based in a little bit of aspects of like there's multiple people in the world. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be game rooms and that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, it is open world. It's in fact, it's a non-linear story. You can sort of follow the main story, do side quests, and go wherever you want on the map. I guess as long as you can survive um, in the five different regions and just sort of play as you go. Uh, which kind of gets into the fact that there are mounts now, so you can travel more and quickly. Uh, and the mounts have like their own armors and that kind of stuff and slots for things. Oh. So that's cool. What? Or their own special abilities. What? Um, what? Yeah. Yeah. And there's special, like, super awesome, like, dismounting attacks and that kind of stuff. So, like, mounts are actually, like, a real thing in the game. Oh. Um, they talk about open world PvP. Um, so, like, you're out in the world and be like, hey, we could party up. Although someone can go aggro and try to kill each other. I assume you have to have PvP turned on for two people to actually PvP. Because just getting ganked and killed would really suck. Um, like, because there are people like me and my brother who avoid PvP at all costs. I never cared about PvP in Diablo 3. But it's a big deal for a lot of people. Um so they're they're bringing that back they actually showed a clip of a barbarian and a sorceress working together and they climb up to the top of this mountain and there's a treasure chest and they're looking at each other pvp boom they kill each other <laughs> cover the chest <laughs> so that was kind of cool um it's just like it's some really cool stuff uh i'm so super excited it's about basically this game. Sort of like moba combat basically when you're pvp 
You just sort of uh, no, just straight up, just shoot shoot and stab each other until someone dies. Like you just turn on a PvP flag and go at it in the in the game. Yeah, but you still have like auto attack, right? No, no, it's it's purposeful clicks in in the PC version, purposeful attacks. There's no timing to attacks other than maybe some skill cooldowns. Uh, I don't know if skills have cooldowns in this or not. They could just be resource costs. But yeah, they just went at it. Like, like, oh yeah, we're 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 fighting now. Okay, sorceress casts like Blizzard and Frostbolt, and Barbarian does a leap and a stab, and they're at it. Like, no, it's not auto attack like WoW or anything. Diablo is is known for active combat. <laughs> yeah, I played um, yeah. Monk in three, and I did that little very low levels. And I, I don't know. I guess it was just like click, 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 click. But yeah, 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 yeah. You do click a lot. Uh, yeah, I used to have a roommate that got really annoyed when I played Diablo because how much I clicked. That was fun. <laughs> but yeah, like ah, uh, I'm super excited for Diablo Four. I didn't even talk about everything because it was like there's just so much to talk about. There's another panel going up tomorrow. I think about 3.15 my time that's going to talk about like specific like gameplay systems in the game and that kind of stuff. So I'm going to try to catch that. Um, so, but I have to watch someone stream because you have to have Blizzard Pass. So I'm going to be on Twitch who someone's broadcasting their, their Blizzard Pass. Uh, maybe before we move on more, did you have uh, some more thoughts on Diablo? Uh, from the way that it's looking right now, um, I'd almost be willing to say that Diablo 4 it seems to be taking a lot of its roots from Diablo 2 with the way that it's going. Like, it is bringing back a lot of, like, the similar aspects to Diablo 2 of, like, the fact that they've uh, brought back the, the Druid, my absolute favorite class. They've got the Sorcerer, the Barbarian, and um, I don't know, like, what the other characters that are... are you said that there were going to be five characters confirmed, right? Um, from what I've seen, mm -hmm. from what I've seen from the game footage, I'm probably definitely going to be maining uh, the druid because being able to do like basically anamorphs, and then also being able to conjure up storms with lightning and tornadoes, and being able to yeah. be a geomancer, just pull up boulders and then like roll them on top of zombies, like that's absolutely sick. Um, I mean, they're just cooler wizards, right? Basically, like, yeah, yeah. They're they're wizards that have polymorph, but like they they like with, proactively. Yeah, <laughs> wizards can shoot uh, can shoot a frostbolt. Druids can shoot a hardcore frostbolt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, as far as like the tone for it, yeah, they definitely went dark and bleak, and like I don't know. If they just, like, went to, like, a metal screamo band, it was like, okay, so uh, we need to do a Q&A test for, like, this game. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? It's like, I want it blacker. Okay, yeah, that's great. I want it darker. Okay, that's great. Can we get it grayer? Uh, well, uh, that is grayscale. <laughs> oh, it's and I right need some more cowbell. I gotta have more cowbell, baby. <laughs> dunk, 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 Literally, in the case of the album. Yeah, uh, like, going to be a oh man, don't get me excited. I, I want to know this dark, gritty, bad cow. Why is there color in this game? It's just not dark <laughs> enough. 
<laughs> Blacker than the blackest uh, black times infinity. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, I think they went a little over. Don't give me Diablo 3. I love Diablo 3. People can can it. I love that game. But <laughs> I hope the cutscenes are just as good. Oh, man. Which is weird. I hate cutscenes and I hate story in a lot of games, but I love it in Diablo. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's like the exception <laughs> to the rule. There'll be that one guy who's like, "Yeah, okay." So for the Q and A, okay. So yeah, they said that they only wanted weeping oh. willows for all the forests. Really, the more depressing, yeah. the better. Um. So there. So like, uh, back to the sort of like the Blitzchung and that kind of stuff. So you know how they're avoiding like inflammatory comments. There's no open mic Q&As. Everything has a Q&A, but it's like, drop it in a box and we'll pick the best ones is what they basically say. Oh, selective oh, of Q&A, they want to of course. Control the oh, message. yeah. yeah That's that what this whole fucking thing move. has been about. They didn't want someone uh, saying what they what they wanted to say in, on their, like, precious little stream. Don't talk that about could also be That could also be related to what you were saying about the audiences seeming quieter. They could have dimmed the mic volume for the audience. Mm-hmm. Well, they 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 pan across the audience for reactions. They've always done this, right? Like the very famous Diablo three initial reveal. You'll watch the audience; people are standing up and clapping and cheering and stuff. And <laughs> they talk about Diablo four reveal, and everyone's like, "You see a lot of people in the front being like, yeah, cool.' And there's people who are genuinely excited. I would be a person that's up clapping and crying. Like, I love the series, <laughs> but like, I would be one of those people. But like, uh. The, you know, a good portion of the middle and the back which is like, alright, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, that wouldn't be me, but alright. They're all just kind of like, oh, the game we finally wanted. Huh. Finally. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the last thing is, there is a demo uh, of this game available. Um, now, people are... Like, uh, just reading the subreddit before we got on here and that kind of stuff, people are saying, like, oh, no, 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 this game's got to come out soon if there's a demo. And they stressed, even though there's a demo, this is, like, we worked really hard to get this demo ready. Like, we're still, we're not, like, their words exactly were, this is not coming soon, not even Blizzard soon. Like, <laughs> and Blizzard soon is not soon. <laughs> So Blizzard soon means years, and we mean like more than right. three years. It means like well, it was sort of like a meme multiple, uh, for Diablo three, multiple Warcraft expansions down the line, which is four to six years for them to actually finally do right. something. <laughs> <laughs> well, so like uh, it was a meme that came out of Diablo three because when they announced it in two thousand eight. Yeah, 2008 is when they announced Diablo 3. They said, coming soon. It came out in 2012. So... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. When um, was Diablo 3 announced? 2012. No, but when was it announced? 2008. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that's a bit of a long walk, yeah. I thought you said 2003. I was like, huh? <laughs> uh, I know that they started... That doesn't sound bad they started work on two th 2002 on the original version of what diablo 3 was until um blizzard north uh basically got dissolved which was the original creator uh, studio for uh 
the sort of sub studio that made Diablo two and Diablo one, uh, was Blizzard North, uh, and their version of the game that was Diablo three started in two thousand two. Uh, yeah, and that's then, that's definitely development hell. Yeah, and then it got pushed back into other hands uh, whenever Blizzard North dissolved in like two thousand seven. It's weird though; they must have shifted employees off of Diablo after Reaper of Souls because that was what like two thousand fourteen. Yes, they did. They did. They shifted a lot of people off. In fact, the guy heading up the development, like the the lead developer guy or the lead uh, project manager dude that, that was talking a lot for this thing, um, he was the guy running World of Warcraft during Cataclysm and that kind of stuff. Huh. So they've they've pulled in a lot of uh, people from other teams, and a lot of people have left. Um, uh, for instance, uh, Jay Wilson, who was the infamous head of the team for Diablo in the original Diablo 3, <laughs> uh, left uh, to pursue different opportunities um, sometime after Diablo's original, Diablo 3's initial launch, to be replaced by uh, Josh something. I can't remember his last name. People called him Joshy. <laughs> and Joshi supposedly saved the game with Reaper of Souls, and he came off the project. He came off the Diablo team uh, only a couple years after the Reaper of Souls release, um, and then it, uh, I guess it moved on to this guy after that. And they've been working on Diablo Four for a long time, so it's kind of up in the air how long it's going to be. But I think they were just tempering expectations that maybe it won't be next year. At, at the very least, it might be. You know, it could, I guess it could be 2021 that it comes out, but I'm I'm betting it's going to be 22, 23. <laughs> yeah, like this game, it looked, some of the stuff they showed looked, uh, it looked like it was complete what was on screen, but it looked like it was early in a way that, like, they're only showing sort of select screens and select levels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The HUD is mm-hmm. off and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, like this. This hasn't. This obviously hasn't been in development for all that long because they would have released it if it was in development for three or four years. Because that's how game companies work. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like it, it's it's hard to imagine this game coming out before the next gen console launches. So it's weird. Then you were saying with their announced platforms of PC, um, uh, uh, PS4 and Xbox. Yeah. The current Xbox. Yeah, I, I bet they're just going to release it on both, or just completely scrap those versions, or just have it there for posterity if they said it was be there. Um, I highly suspect that it's just going to be on those newer systems also, and they'll just re- announce that at a later time. <laughs> you know, when those systems are more solid, also because they're not out right, they're holiday next year. Oh, uh, that those systems will come out. But the the new actually the new consoles are supposed to be cross gen, like they're backwards compatible. Right. Yeah, they're supposed to be backwards compatible innately, both of them. So. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, I guess they're going to be on the boxes regardless of if they're optimized or not. Yep. All right. Um. So. Uh, the last thing <laughs> we're going to be talking about tonight. <laughs> Um, is and it's a, it might be a fairly large one is the Monster Hunter 15th anniversary 
video, which is a, uh, I will say, um, something they've done every once in a while. They did it. They certainly did it for the tenth and the fifth anniversary, mm-hmm. as the size comparison videos of basically every monster in the series. But um, I don't know if the older ones had every monster in the series, but they just certainly did the monsters at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one. It has its ups and downs because, um, for the most part, this thing is great. Uh, and the way that they, so like basically, you start out with a uh, the cat or the palico, meowing at the screen, and sort of going through this adventure of each game, uh, well, and its various monsters. It's the palico graphics from World, but it's actually a feline. Like, from the older games, yeah. like in the other uh, size comparison videos. Yeah, yeah, it's the wild felines, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the tribal ones. And um, you he starts walking towards the camera, and you're seeing these sort of, like, weird, like, cardboard cutouts of different monsters through the series, and they show every monster. And we're not talking about just target monsters, we're talking, like, the smaller monsters, too. Like, Abdenoth and that kind of stuff, and everything shows up in its first appearance. Um, there was some notable missed ones uh, that, uh, that I saw. Um, some, like, lesser-known monsters, especially in uh, Freedom Unite. Uh, for instance, I don't think I saw Hypnocatrice. Did you? I did actually see Hypnocatrice in, uh, in, that, okay, in that one. Okay, he was yeah, there. Okay. Yeah, I, I kept an eye Something. out for that one. That one was in, um, yeah, that one was in Freedom Unite. Freedom Unite. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Some things are like behind yeah. corners and they kind of move by. Yeah, typically. that's that's sort of the down is like it goes by so fast. Um, you don't get enough like there's not like an intro for every monster. There's multiple monsters on the screen. Six minutes so still. It's a long video. It's still six minutes. Yeah, um, that's true. And um, so like yeah, there's there's a lot to it. The, the big, um, big the, difference from the old ones, right, is that they're showing the 2D renders of these monsters yes. and not, like, they're actual animating live or even idling normal forms. And, no, and they did that in the, especially the Try one. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the weird thing about that is that the 2D renders, if you think about it, are just high-resolution pictures of the 3D models. Yeah. So they didn't yes. go back into the source files and get those three models, except for the flagships and no. randomly things like right. Giganox. Uh, but yeah, right. I could I can um, find these well, pings on Google. I mean, like they're everywhere. I mean, but um, a lot of the uh, the three models for all the flagships that they showed, those were really good. Like those were really well done. Well, it's also important to note that all of these that they're showing in the three D models. Not only are they really good looking, but they are from world. Like they are in world, all of them that show up like that, um, which is funny because <laughs> um, they they uh, well one thing I want to mention actually uh, is really cool, and you talked about this horror when we were talking about this uh, you know the other day, the way that they transition between the games. You actually see like the title snapshot of. Like, this is what the original Worthalos looked like in Monster Hunter 1, facing off against the cardboard cutout of a hunter. Boom, tied, you know, box yeah. for Monster Hunter 1. But exactly. in, like, 3D with them, like, slow-mo moving through the action pose that they were in on the, on the cover. Yeah, they sort of, like, 
sort of like Pokemon snap them into place. And then <laughs> Professor Oak goes, whoa, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, just punch the nostalgia <laughs> button, oh like God. right in the face. Oh, yeah, dude. That was amazing. Like the way they go, like they're... But the, uh, that was that was like I talked about the highs and lows that the, the the screenshot box art boom like that is great um, and the transition with different monsters uh, the only one that looked really weird doing what it was doing but it always looks weird is Brachydeus mm. when, <laughs> when he's just like slowly pounding the ground like boom boom, boom. like it's, it feels much faster in the game but that one looks slow maybe because my life isn't on the line <laughs> um, the uh, but like, you know, you go through this transition. And eventually, they leave some out, and I didn't even notice this at first. But they didn't, they didn't put in um, some of the elders, and you're like, oh wow, okay, until you start seeing them at the end. Oh, so you see, yeah, right. And you start to get this long draw out of like different elders, and you see white Fatalis, and then red Fatalis, and then boom, a red render of black Fatalis, and he's got that creepy like licking going on on his you know licking his teeth and stuff and uh really just like well animated the only monster animated that isn't in world and we have an unreleased monster in december well so... no it's it was like gormagala and seregios and valstrax and like every flagship that's not in iceborne Oh, okay, but yeah, I guess they, yeah, they did. They had these pre-existing 3D models for the cinematics of those games. Like, cinematic opening of 4 has a glossy gore model. It's not necessarily, like, a new model, just because it looks better than right. gameplay for, for Ultimate on 3DS. Yeah. I mean, like, the... Re okay, the re yeah, the, no, that is a good, that is a mm -hmm. good point, because the Regios is definitely showing up, and he's not in world. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still betting for the the Fatalis is the way they ended on Fatalis. I'm betting it's Fatalis. I've, I've got a lot of suspicions that yeah, Fatalis is definitely going to be like a big feature for uh, for Worlds. Like, there's I don't know of a Monster Hunter game where they didn't have a Black Dragon at the very end. And I know that Haru's probably going to get mad at me for using the term Black Dragon, but I mean that's that's fan based stuff. But anyways, um. Yeah, I, I don't know of a game where they didn't have one. Like, um, the original one had Fatalis. Um, I can remember uh, Freedom Unite playing against uh, Crimson and White Fatalis. Um, Dire Morales was in, I think, Try and 3U. And then there was... Uh... Dire Morales was specifically 3U, I think. Yeah, okay. Oh, wait, was it a Latrion then that was for Try? Or did that game yes. come in? Yes. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. Um... And then um, I think for four and four you well for four you I know that they had Fatalis again. Um, what did they have? Yeah, there four? haven't been any new ones since Dire Morales. Yeah, um, yeah, they've all been like reiterations. Well, they had Gogmazios. I think Gogmazios was like the break into the final stars of. Well, but it wasn't for you. Like the, it wasn't grouped among the five black dragons here. Well, yeah, three black dragons and two subspecies, anyway. But... Yeah, I don't know if he was ever it's like. like wow, look, Alatrion, uh, Dire Morales, Fatalis. Yeah. Fatalis. Fatalis. <laughs> yeah, I think Alatrion is like the only only one of the black dragons that um, has like a skeleton that is more closely resembled to like Kushala and Teoshir and um, 
Balzog, yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's the only one that has the traditional Elder yeah. Dragon skeleton. While the other ones all have the same Fatalis um, skeleton. Even Dire Morales kind of shares in that one. And even its facial structure, the way that it props itself up, it's uncanny to Fatalis. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's actually pretty interesting. And um, I was going to say that... Um, like, the final um, rendition, I mean, like, for Gormagala and Sergios, like, even though those models, like, were featured for, like, cutscenes and stuff like that, and those were considered much higher graphics for, um, like, more so for the cinematics than in the gameplay, um, they almost seemed like they looked a, a lot more touched up in this one. Like, they definitely, like, they feel more HD than the HD of, like... Um, four and four ultimate um, for those games. Like they seem well, for this clean. Uh, Monster for Hunter the, the Quest event in Japan. They also had these vignette videos of all the flagships where Gormagala is like sniffing some flowers, and then it looks at you and it roars and transforms into its enraged mode. And they did that oh, for all yeah. of them, right? Yeah, I saw that. Um, I th- was that for that little uh, tour that they did for um, where everybody was going in with flashlights and there's like glow in the dark paint for like uh, all the claw marks and like footprints and there's the scout lights and stuff like that for that. Uh, um... Yeah, it's like an aquarium sort of setup. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Yeah, like a like an exhibit almost, where they have like a bunch of cinematics and stuff like that, and then at the very end there's like all the merchandise and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was that was pretty cool. Like the fact that um, there was like that take home where everybody got to see like the um, um, size comparison video for fifteen years of Monster Hunter, which is, whew, we've come a long way, ladies and gentlemen. Whoo we! I'm really happy about this. <laughs> Finally, we go from like niche to global. <laughs> Still in Japan, only in Japan. I know, I know. Um. Like, uh, the Black Dragons, uh, it's fine. They're there. But essentially all it means is this sort of end boss monster that came out in the first three generations of Monster Hunter. Because there haven't been any since. Yeah. And obviously, obviously, Sharish Valda and uh, even sort of Zenochiva are sort of uh, portrayed as more threatening doomsday machines in the story of these games than I think Fatalis ever was. Because there wasn't even much of like a, it was just dialogue in Monster Hunter One, right? Well, yeah. I mean, like, well, what was it like? Uh, what was it? The Black Fatalis like just like destroyed like a uh, well decimated. I won't say destroyed because I mean the uh, castle. Um, what what is the castle's name again? Castle Shrod or Scrod or stuff like that. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, like it's still there and like there's still weapons that you can use. Like there's even still a Dragonator or whatever that you have available. I mean, like, he decimated the population of, like, that fortress, but we've rarely seen, like, any, well, I can't say that we've rarely seen anything that was, like, globally traumatic. Dire Morales, the boiler of oceans, I mean, like, kill all oceanic life and, you know, get rid of the biggest carbon sink of the world. It's like, yeah, okay, that's a global threat. But, um, yeah, like, um... Seeing Xenoshiva with as much power as it did, and it was just in its infant state, from what we've been able to speculate, like, that's pretty threatening. And Shara being able to, like, change the very landscape with just using noise, that's pretty intense. I mean... Like, literally, uh, the battlefield is... It, 
it, like, it's, it's basically literally... like Dire Morales' thing with like the the steaming ocean, but yeah. it's literally yeah. like the mountains are falling into the sea and it's all red and it's like it's way more stressful looking than what they could render on uh, on 3ds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or well, they did it. They could have done it on Wii U. I mean, they did do it on Wii U. That's what I played it on. I mean, well, yeah, but I mean, they had to develop it for 3ds first. Yeah. The if and, yeah. If and when Fatalis comes out, I mean, I I can't wait to see what they do with him. Cause I mean, like, uh, if if he's supposed to be like the big, you know, the big boss, like that towers over all the other Elder Dragons, like even like you know the Elder Dragon two Elder Dragons, I would very much like to see you know the proof in the pudding, like with the way that it fights, you know what its moves are going to be like, just how dire the situation is, like what they can build on like, the lore, like, in-game, as opposed to, like, what everybody has written on paper, I should like to, like, see more than words. That would be really something for Fatalis. Yeah. Um, I I like Fatalis a lot. I always have, because it was, you know, it was the ultimate fight in the original Monster Hunter, which was my, you know, first stint into the series. And, and it was always such a big deal to try to break him down. Like I, I talk, you know, I've talked before about how <laughs> people got really elitist. Is like, hey, if you're not using a heavy bow gun, we're gonna lose. So you're gonna get kicked out of the. <laughs> like, that was the online. That was the online mentality of those days until you know some people started proving them wrong. Like you can do it, with great sword. Like yeah, um, yeah. Um, you know, as long as you have some people on heavy bow gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but it was like, I'm hopeful that it is Fatalis that we're getting in December. And I feel like this is the, the way they ended on him because they didn't have to end on Fatalis. No. Right. They could have the way they built it up. Cause it's, it's weird because they end with, um, world with Nergagante and which makes sense, right? Because they go through all the monsters, boom, uh, they they start, you know, they they lock in the box art at the end of the uh, of the you know the grouping of monsters to make that that box. Not art. one of the best box arts for world. Oh yeah, the yeah, one quest you can't repeat. Nurgle slam. Yeah. Immediately it transitions into Iceborne. And it's weird because it's the only time it starts with the box art or starts with, you know, the, the flagship of that that series. Yeah. So then you get into Iceborne and you see you don't even see everything in Iceborne, I don't think. Do you? Well, no, that's, like that's they funny. don't want to show the four new monsters in Iceborne. They only show Vulcana, right. uh, the flagship. Yeah. Yeah. So it's they're treating it as an advertisement still at that point for, for Iceborne. But then it transitions into the the elders. Right? Well, I think they might just not want to spoil Sharishvalda yet because they haven't put in any of the trailers yet. Yeah, there is sure. that. Yeah, and that's that's fine. Um, and we still have PC to come I'm... out still. So I mean, like you know, there's still um, room for marketing in that. And uh, I mean, like if you spoil the roster for all the PC gamers and everybody gets upset, and then it's like, oh, yeah. the the PC trailer. Literally, I watched it today, and it literally has a spoiler warning in it. And it shows every single monster in the game, all the endgame subspecies except Sharish Volda. Oh my god. Oh. It literally has like an annotation. It's like, spoiler warning. 
Um, you have been warned. Well, so my point, my point is, they could have showed the elders as they appeared, right? The black dragons that we're talking about. They could have showed a Latrion. They could have showed Dire Morales and especially the Fatalis trio uh, earlier, right? Where they sort of belonged in their series, right? And then transitioned into the box art boom. Mm-hmm. Right? They didn't. And I feel that it was purposeful for a reason. Um, and then in that same vein of, of that logic, they could have ended with Volcana, right? They could have ended because they went from one box art immediately to the next right. instead of letting it build up like before. And it's not even really Iceborne's box art because it doesn't show Nergigante in that, that one flash. They do. It does have that sort of same like snap in. Well, no, it is the box art with Volcana in that cave. It's just not the um, collector's edition box art, which is Nergante versus Volcana in the Elder's Recess. Oh, okay, yeah, I forgot that there is an alternate box art, and that was the base one. I totally forgot. Um, but yeah, so like, the, they're both good. <laughs> they could have ended. They could have ended with that one too. So I feel it's significant that we ended on Fatalis and that he was rendered. Uh, on top of that. Yeah, the only non-flagship and non-Giganox. Uh, <laughs> right. well, I, I don't understand why Giganox was... and I don't think he was animated. I don't think... I think they just stretched the image. Yeah. But that's... It looked 3D that was me watching to me. It. Well, the thing is, is that... It wasn't like all, a very new model or anything, but it was... I mean, with how 3D can you make a tapeworm? Well, Seriously. Like, the thing is, is that with... <laughs> with all the 2D renders that are basically, like, ping files that you can find anywhere, they all I they all were, like, slightly animated in such a way that, like, they were sort of, like, stretched and kind of distorted in certain ways. That, like, has anybody played, like, a Pokemon um, Black or White, Black 2, White 2? Like, where they, like, basically... I, I, played, I played Black and Black 2. Where yeah. they basically just took, like, the 2D models and then they just kind of like shift them a little bit where they just kind of make them seem like they're moving even though it's just it's basically just cut out and then like they just kind of have a move yeah well, it's like it's like dancing or whatever, it's like and um up and it stickers uh the spirits in smash brothers yeah <laughs> basically but i mean like they did that with all with all with all of them except for like the big flagships and then um uh, like for the box art, and then like, um, for Fatalis at the very end, like, uh, but even like, still like, there are there's a lot of speculation that we may see more than just like the one black dragon. Like a lot of people are looking at like the renders for um, Dire Morales and for um, Fatalis and oh, sorry, not Fatalis, um, Alatrion, and they were they were looking at them and they're like these. These images are really clean and like better than what your your typical image of Darmoralis or Alatrium would be. So there's like a lot of speculation that maybe we might be getting more than just the one. It might be to Haru's point though that they they certainly developed these things not using a 3ds. Right? Mm-hmm. They developed for a, on a computer and then poured it to a 3ds. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. I feel like it's a product of that. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Because like all of the 3DS titles, the monsters look pretty decent, mm-hmm. right? I feel like I feel like that's a product of that more so than they made new art for them. Because I don't think those were new art for e- either one. Perhaps like a concept art, you mean? 
yeah, well, that kind of thing. Like, I don't, I don't feel like they were specifically made for this video. No, you know no. I mean? Um, well, I mean, uh, a couple of different things. Like, I'm pretty sure they made some statement about how, um, uh, Dire Morales, it's supposed to be like this underwater monster. Um, and you can't really, they're not really gonna, I'm pretty sure they denied making it for World. I can't really find a source for this on the fly, but I, it wouldn't really make I mean, sense Icarus, they did to return. Sure. Yeah. Um, and Elatrion, um, I was convinced it was a new model, um, cause it is a new render, right? A new 2D art, cause it's all shadowed and stuff. Yeah. Same for Dire Morales. Yeah. But, um, it's actually just this, like, wavering heat effect on the footage. It makes its horns appear curvy or more textured, but it's really just, they're still straight, like, pokey, like, polygonal spears, like they could render back on Wii. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Latran, at least, does not, does not look like a new model. Um, I, I forget about this Fatalis subspecies. They look sort of almost new, almost they... old. Oh, crimson and white fatalis, they, yeah. They, I think they appeared in promotional stuff, uh, at least a little bit in the the four ultimate days, because that's you know they had a return in those games. I think that's where those are from. Um, I don't think there was any new render of either of those, but that was a new animation for fatalis, like. <laughs> It was all new. Yeah, definitely. But um, I will say it didn't look like uh, a gameplay model for Fatalis. It looked a lot different to the things that are in World. Like its tongue was very... It was not as detailed as, say, Anjanath's tongue, where it like salivates when it, about thinking about eating you when it has you pinned. Like they really the tongue graphics of world. I, I, I just I can't stress that point enough. <laughs> I will forever yeah. fantasize. I will over forever fantasize. I, I am holding out hope that it is indeed Fatalis in December, but we will see. Capcom. It's some weird marketing thing, and maybe it means some, I don't know. I just don't. Capcom, know. I've got I've got a Christmas list for you. Okay, uh, just. Just give me, like, the... I don't care if I have to pay for it. Just give me the option to be able to fight Dire Morales, Alatrion, and all the Fatalises with their own maps. I, I, I don't care how much I have to pay. You know, $10, $20, $30. Just, you know, give it to me, please. Just give it to me now. That's all I <laughs> want for Christmas. overpriced, though. Take my two front teeth, money. you know? Iceborne's overpriced. If all you want for Christmas is my two front teeth, you can take them. As long as I get my Black Dragons. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I think that's all we have for tonight. Um, kind of a longer episode, but hey, it happens. <laughs> um, that was a lot of Diablo talk by me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I guess I get excited. I love that series. Uh, I'm excited. Um, even though, you know, I'm going to be excited for the next five years. But <laughs> <laughs> um it's going to get longer every time I say it. It is something to look forward to. That is for sure. I'll definitely be there for Diablo 4 when it does come out. I have been through this before, specifically with Diablo 3, because that was four years. I bought a PC to play Diablo 3 in 2008, 
and it was almost outdated enough to not play Diablo 3. At least it didn't do it well when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Um, so uh, thank you guys for listening tonight. Uh, this is Fortuan. You can catch me at Hunter Subpod. Uh, you'll see me tweeting out about Diablo most likely coming <laughs> coming around. Um, and then uh, I also have a Patreon on uh, uh, just www.patreon.com slash fortuan and um, I will catch you guys on the next quest and on that quest where will you be Haru? Um, I will be at McKinstedgram on Twitter uh, mostly just tweeting about the stuff we talked about here today <laughs> the anniversary stuff um, yeah you know and pending further developments And uh, more, where are you Okay, being? well, I'm going to be over at YouTube, you know, uh, trying to beat the algorithm like I always do. I'm also on Twitter. You can find me at MorganHay3. Um, I'm mostly just retweeting a lot of Monster Hunter stuff, um, food stuff from Tasty's because they make amazing recipes, uh, cute animal videos, um, mostly, <laughs> you know, stuff that is pretty relevant to the world that is, you know, deep and wonderful and majestic I, follow me if, if you if you want to check out some awesome stuff that i post or retweet <laughs> Alrighty, guys thanks for listening and remember make it darker make it blacker <laughs>